Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Tuesday, February 27th. On today's show, Davis carries UNC with a Smith Center record of 42, and we analyze the Mexico Tudo United States game from February 26, 2024. Plus, a referee admits a missed foul as livid Pistons lose. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a recap of last night's thrilling basketball game, where R.J. Davis of the number 9 North Carolina Tar Heels put on a performance for the ages. Davis scored a career-high 42 points, helping his team secure a 75-71 victory over Miami. Joining us now to discuss this is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Sports. Bella, can you tell us more about Davis's performance? Absolutely, David. Davis, a senior guard, was simply unstoppable. He set a Smith Center scoring record, surpassing the 40 points by former Tar Heels All-American Tyler Hansbrough against Georgia Tech in 2006. Davis was the only player for the Tar Heels to score in double figures, marking just the fourth time in the past 25 seasons that UNC won a game with only one player in double figures. That's quite an achievement. How did Davis's performance impact the game? Davis's scoring spree was instrumental in North Carolina's victory. His coach, Hubert Davis, said it wasn't just his points that made a difference, but also his defensive play and ball handling. Miami made several attempts to close the gap, but Davis had an answer every time. His performance was so dominant that it marked the largest gap in North Carolina history between its leading scorer and second leading scorer. And how did Miami respond to Davis's onslaught? Miami put up a valiant effort, with Norchad Omier scoring 22 points, Bensley Joseph adding 21, and Kaishan George contributing 14. They managed to close the gap after trailing 64-50, to 50, but Davis's four three-pointers in just over three minutes gave UNC a 13-point lead before the four-minute mark. Despite their efforts, Miami couldn't overcome Davis's scoring spree. What does this victory mean for North Carolina's standing in the Atlantic Coast Conference? This win is significant for the Tar Heels. With three regular season games remaining, they've stretched their ACC lead to one-half games over second-place Duke. Davis's performance was the most points for a Tar Heels player since Shaman Williams scored 42 in a 1998 double overtime win at Georgia Tech. Thanks for the insights, Bella. Now shifting gears to soccer, Mexico's women's team has pulled off a surprising victory against the United States in the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup. The U.S. team, which had an impressive record against Mexico, suffered its first loss under interim coach Twila Kilgore. Abby, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to delve into the details. Abby, what led to this unexpected result? David, Mexico's victory was a result of goals from Lisbeth Ovale and Myra Pelayo. Ovale, who plays for Tigres, put Mexico ahead in the 28th minute with a shot that floated over goalkeeper Alyssa Nair and two defenders. This was the first goal conceded by the U.S. to a CONCACAF opponent in 33 matches. Palayo then scored from distance in stoppage time, sealing the victory for Mexico. How did the U.S. team react to this loss? Interim coach Twyla Kilgore acknowledged the setback, stating that it shows how far the game has come and that there are no easy games anymore. She emphasized that the team will take ownership of the loss 
and it will motivate them for the future of the tournament. Veteran player Becky Sauerbrunn, who was involved in the first goal, also took full responsibility for the goal. What does this mean for both teams moving forward in the Gold Cup? Despite the loss, both teams have advanced to the knockout round. Mexico finished atop Group A, while the United States placed second. However, the teams will have to wait to learn their opponents in the quarterfinals, as the teams will be reseeded following the group stage. And how has the U.S. team performed in the tournament so far? The U.S. team saw success from its teenagers in the first two games of the tournament. Olivia Moultrie, 18, scored twice in a 5-0 victory over the Dominican Republic, and Jaden Shaw, 19, scored a pair in a 4-0 triumph over Argentina. However, they couldn't rebound after conceding the first goal to Mexico. What's the significance of this tournament for women's soccer in the CONCACAF region? This is the first Women's Gold Cup, created to give women's teams in the CONCACAF region more competitive matches. Twelve teams played group stage matches across three cities, Carson, San Diego, and Houston. It's a significant step in promoting and developing women's soccer in the region. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Now, let's switch gears to the NBA, where the New York Knicks narrowly defeated the Detroit Pistons with a score of 113-111 in a game not without controversy. Pistons coach Monty Williams expressed his frustration over what he deemed a season's worth of mistreatment from the officials. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about this controversial call? Certainly, David. The controversy revolves around a missed call with 8.5 seconds left in the game. New York guard Dante DiVincenzo collided with Detroit forward Ausar Thompson, a move that many believe should have been called a foul. Williams referred to this as the absolute worst call of the season and expressed his team's frustration over the perceived lack of fair officiating. What was the referee's response to this incident? Referee James Williams, the crew chief, admitted in a post-game report that it should have been called a foul. He stated that Thompson got to, got to the ball first and was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball, which should have resulted in a loose ball foul being called on DiVincenzo. This isn't the first time the Pistons have found themselves on the wrong end of a call, is it? No, it isn't. In fact, this is the second straight game where the Pistons believe they were on the short end of a call. They believed a travel should have been called on Magic forward Paolo Banchero's winning bucket in their previous game against Orlando. How did the players react to this controversial call? Pistons guard Cade Cunningham described the team as livid. Thompson, the player involved in the controversial play, said he definitely was expecting a call. The Knicks, on the other hand, had been on the other end of an officiating mistake two weeks earlier, so this incident was a turn of the tables for them. What impact could this incident have on future games? It's hard to say, David. Incidents like this can certainly affect team morale and trust in the officiating system. However, as Knicks player Josh Hart pointed out, crazy things happen in an 82-game season. It's a long season, and teams have to find a way to move past these incidents and focus on the games ahead. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Shifting gears to football, the New York Jets have begun to rebuild their offensive line by releasing left guard Lakin Tomlinson. This move is not unexpected, as Tomlinson, 32, was due to count $18.9 million on the 2024 salary cap. 
His release will save the Jets about $8.1 million this year, but they will still have to deal with $10.7 million in dead money for 2024. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about the Jets' plans for their offensive line? Yes, David. The Jets are planning to overhaul their line, which was among the league's worst. With Tomlinson gone and with tackles Mecky Becton and Dwayne Brown and center Connor McGovern heading to free agency, they have only two players under contract with at least 20 starts. Guard tackle Alicia Vera Tucker and backup center guard Wes Schweitzer. What can you tell us about the players who are projected as starters? Vera Tucker, who missed most of last season with a torn Achilles, and second-year center Joe Tipman are projected as starters. The rest of the positions are wide open. Vera Tucker has 28 starts under his belt, while Tipman is still early in his career. And what about Tomlinson's performance? Why did the Jets decide to release him? Jets general manager Joe Douglas signed Tomlinson to a three-year, $40 million contract in 2022. But Tomlinson struggled with consistency and failed to live up to expectations. He allowed 9.5 sacks in 2023, the second most among guards, according to NFL Next Gen Stats. Despite his durability, his performance did not justify his high salary cap. What can you tell us about Tomlinson's durability? Tomlinson's greatest asset is indeed his durability. He was the one constant on a line decimated by injuries. The Jets started 13 different combinations last season, but Tomlinson didn't miss a snap in his two seasons with the Jets and has started 114 straight games dating to 2017, his first season with the San Francisco 49ers. That's quite a record. What's next for Tomlinson? It's hard to say at this point. Tomlinson has had a nine-year career with the Lions, 49ers, and Jets, playing 146 games, including 138 starts. His experience and durability could make him a valuable asset for another team, despite his recent performance issues. That was Simply Sports reporter Celeste. Thanks for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.